Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Caroline Carter. Thanks for being on the show, Caroline. Thank you, Whitney. It's an honor. Yeah, it's an honor to have you on the show, Caroline. And a little about Caroline. She's a founder and CEO of Done in a Day, a Washington, D.C. and Palm Beach Gardens, Florida-based home transition and move management company that has helped more than 2,000 families prepare their homes to sell for top dollar and avoid the chaos and stress of moving. We've moved numerous times, and it is stressful. It's brutal. <laughs> no it's brutal. Her expertise was built through partnering with sellers and top producing real estate agents in one of the most expensive and competitive markets in the country. She has worked with everyone from the who's who in politics, business, and the media to busy families making a major life change. Caroline, welcome again to the show. To give the listeners a little more about who you are and you know what done in the day is and, and how, how you help families and also how it can help our listeners. Sure. I think the biggest mistake that anyone who is embarking upon this total home transition process, meaning selling one home and moving to the next, is they underestimate the impact it's going to have on their families, physically, emotionally, and especially financially. I look at myself as a, as a truth teller with a strategic plan that helps these families to minimize the anxiety associated with moving. You know, moving is one of the top five most stressful life events. Did you know that? Along with wow. death, divorce, illness, and loss of a job. Yeah. So you never hear wow. about moving when it goes well. People are like, ah, oh, no sweat. But you do hear about it when it goes sideways, don't you? Dinner sure party do. conversations, people are like, oh my God. So yeah, that's my niche. And I help people to package their listing to sell and to create a successful move to the next home. I know we hired somebody when we, we've sold numerous homes and things and, you know, hired somebody to, to come in and help us to really decorate it and, you know, what it should look like. And I mean, within just a matter of minutes, this person was able to add so much value. You know, I mean, like things I wouldn't have ever thought of, you know, doing this in the backyard or doing that just to make it seem more homey or whatever. I think we underestimate the emotional component of whether it's a, a home or even one of our units that we're trying to rent. If we have a model unit for apartment community. It needs to feel like home when, t when a potential tenant walks in. You know? Right. It's interesting. I just gave a talk recently to relocation companies about the emotionality of moving and moving on. And you can't discount the emotion or the emotional component, especially in residential real estate, but it's also present in commercial real estate, where we as human beings are in the danger of allowing our, motion, our emotions to affect the decisions we make. And there are thousands of decisions that need to be made over the course of a transition. The other thing I think is really important is to understand how our emotional attachment to our home, you know, we talk about selling a home. Well, really to sell it effectively, whether it's an apartment building or a home, you have to look at it as an asset and not with that emotional connection. And I think that a lot of sellers really get tripped up with that because they will make decisions based on how they feel. You know, they're not able to look at it non-emotionally. Right. 
Yeah, especially buyers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So many will buy or rent based on, I mean, I've heard, I heard a story. I've heard it. I heard the person say it specifically, but it's like, because there was a light pole up front. Like that was, that was one of the, this big thing. They really loved this, you know, like that being out there. I I don't know. It was something that simple, but. Right. Sure. So it resonated emotionally. Right. With them, but that's something relatively simple. They were potentially looking for other reasons to bolster their decision to buy, but essentially they made that decision within the first few seconds of walking into a home. Right. You mentioned that someone had helped you in one of the various properties that you had sold. And I think that there's a big difference between what I do and what a stager does, for instance. And, And people will say, well, Caroline, you're a stager, a home stager. You know, that's someone that comes in and will either use your things or bring in furniture, accessories, artwork to create a visual that buyers will connect with. What I do in home transition is I do more of a deep dive into the interior and exterior facility itself. Again, whether it's multiple properties or one house, what I do is assess where the delayed maintenance issues are and where we can create value add with fast, easy, and inexpensive updates. So that's a little bit different. Staging is important, but it's just one part of it. The most important part of my job, I think, is to understand exactly what that target buyer is looking for. Again, whether it's commercial or residential, what's the target buyer looking for today? Because they're very specific in terms of their preferences and wants and needs. And how can I present a listing that's going to speak directly to that so that the value is apparent in every step they take? That's a little bit different. And then coming up with a strategic plan to maximize the asset by focusing the seller, the seller's time and attention and money, right? On making the right updates. So, you know, why don't you help us with that a little bit? I love that, that it's it's not just bringing in some furniture or putting some paintings on the wall, but you're you're a lot more in depth and you're really helping us see a bigger picture and just the, you know, what the tenant's seeing or, or the buyer, the end buyer one way or the other. But what are some of the top few updates that we need to be thinking about as far as whether it's a home we're selling or whether it's an apartment, like a model unit, you know, that I, I like to say, you know, we have a model unit that tenants obviously can come see and there's furniture in there, there's paintings there, you know, those things, but, but maybe there's other updates that we need to consider? And what, what are some of those that you might recommend? Sure. I think you have to start by understanding today's buyer, okay? Mm. And, and if you understand today's buyer, you can speak to them. Today's buyer is extremely well-versed in the concept of perfection. They're on their phones all day long. They can, they can show you within two seconds the perfect kitchen, the perfect bathroom, the perfect facade, the perfect paint color, so they are overstimulized and underprepared for the market they're, that they're going to enter into because what happens is their preferences, wants, and needs, and their budget doesn't always correspond. So while they're going through this honeymoon period of we're looking for the perfect this, they don't understand that ultimately with reference to their budget, they're going to have to compromise right? That's just the way it is. But when they start, there are certain things that are non-starters for them. And what a seller, any seller can do is look at the big picture, focus on the bricks and mortar first. Let's pretend there's nothing in the unit or any of the units or the house. You're going to start with the main view. And what I mean by that is start with paint. 
paint is the best money you will ever spend mm -hmm. to create the largest visual impact. Okay. You okay. can also look at the quality of lighting. You know, sometimes we'll go into older homes and older buildings and, and the lighting is poor. I sometimes think of the older laundry rooms in cellars, you know, when you have the one bulb hanging over the washer and dryer. Okay, that is so 20 years ago. People don't want creepy spaces. People want adequate lighting. The third is really carpeting and or tile. So those three, paint, lighting, and carpeting or tile is critical as it relates to a home you want to make sure that that wall-to-wall -wall carpeting, if it's covering hardwood floors, for instance, is ripped up because people want the hardwood floors. They're mm. creeped out by other people's carpeting. Okay? No, seriously. They don't want to. I believe it. Then you'll get into the potential fast, easy, and inexpensive value adds when you look at kitchens and bathrooms. I am famous for updating kitchens and bathrooms. Now, the key word here is update, not renovate it right? But updated is a great buzzword. Again, whether you are, whether you're advertising 30 new units with updated kitchens and bathrooms, that doesn't mean a full-scale renovation. That means that you've updated potentially the vanities and the, the hardware and the faucets and the shower heads and the mirrors and the lighting. That's a fraction of the cost of what it would be for a full-scale renovation. Or in an older home, Maybe you grew up with the you know, blue and brown tile in the bathroom. I know I did. We had a blue bathtub upstairs. But today, there are so many ways that you can change that visual when you reglaze the tile so everything is white. That's what people want. I've seen that too, or we've looked at homes or even, even units or apartment communities and they'll have that tub, like you say, that's pink. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, how, there's not too many ways that we can fix this. Except <laughs> you know? that a buyer needs to know that they need to buy the physical structure that is sound, mm. that shows opportunity. So again, there's a big difference between delayed maintenance and value add. If you see cracks in the foundation, Obviously, that's going to give you pause when, when you're looking at a home or, or at units. But let's assume that the delayed maintenance is taken care of because in today's market, you can't compete. The delayed maintenance is not a given, meaning if you haven't addressed all of those issues that will then fail an inspection. So the book that I recently wrote that I felt I had to write, because again, I'm a truth teller with a strategic plan called Smart Moves, How to Save Time and Money while transitioning your home and life has two checklists that are critical when packaging property to sell. Again, commercial, residential. The first is an interior checklist and the second is an exterior checklist that makes sure that you are presenting an asset that is going to check off all the boxes that these unrealistic buyers are looking for. And, and a large part of it is visual, as we've talked about. You know, you've heard of people who walk into a home or walk into a, a unit and go, okay, this is it. And you say, wait a minute, you don't even know how many bedrooms are here. It doesn't matter. It's a feeling. So my niche is figuring out what that feeling is for that particular buyer in that particular location at that particular price point and speaking to it, making the changes that ding their chimes. And so they say, wow, this is it. Is there a specific color of paint that's the most popular right now that we should be considering in our, in our units as we're trying to rent them? I don't know what other people do, but there aren't many people in my particular space. But 
there's a lot of white. I love Benjamin Moore Simply White. It is not hospital white. It's a soft white that can be paired with a straight white, like a ceiling white or a white dove trim. And there is differentiation. I think that if you, the, the grays are still classic gray, Benjamin Moore's classic gray is still very popular. There are a lot of white taupey tones that, that are still very popular. People want a clean palette. I just left my own home that I sold in eight days for top dollar for a full price. And it was, it originally was a kaleidoscope of color because that's what I created for myself and my kids. But I was smart enough, obviously, to know when I went to sell it, it all had to be neutral. All of it, including the carpet. I mean, there was zero personality in the house. Well, that's not to say there was no personality. It just was a specific personality geared toward the buyer. It wasn't my particular taste. But the changes we made spoke immediately to that buyer. They want to move in and create their own life. And white or gray or pale taupe walls may not be their thing, or a neutral carpet may not be their thing. But what they believe is that they will change it over time. They're not living with your stylized, seller-specific choices. And I think that's, that's what they're looking for today. When it's neutral, they can visualize themselves what they would do more so than this big, bright orange wall or something that might, they may hate. <laughs> well, that's right. Because what that represents, and again, even in commercial, what that represents is time and money that they have to spend to create a situation where they can move in and do nothing for one year. That's really my gold standard is does the listing present so that a potential buyer can purchase the property and make little to no change for one year. When you've created that situation, then you're ready to list. Anything less than that in today's market is just begging to be devalued because we really are visual creatures and we will assess value based on what we see. We see standing water, we are literally running for the nearest exit. There are a whole list of things that turn us off immediately. Odor that we can't put our fingers on. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. No doubt. Any other major differences or similarities, uh, you know, in getting a property ready for sale, or whether it's commercial or residential? Yeah. I think that we talk a lot about the emotionality of mm -hmm. our decision making with residential and even though I seem to be in a crowd of one who's talked about this for 15 years, we can't discount it on the commercial side because, again, we are human and our senses help us to make these critical decisions whether or not we're going to purchase an apartment. We say it's based on a feeling, but the feeling is really, it's really the consensus of all of our senses saying this is a good buy. It's not just the numbers on a spreadsheet, whether or not this makes sense financially. It, it's about how we're relating to this property and if we see possibility. So I think that we can't discount our very human emotion and the backstory that's always going on in the back of our minds. And if you have several people, obviously, who are looking to purchase a property, you're dealing with that many individuals own histories and what they think and see and feel and how they're processing. And all of that affects our decision-making. And I think that it bears mentioning 
so that we don't see a potential good deal go sideways because of something that we're relating to in our past. Yeah, the, I know we've said it a couple times, but just the emotional component is just so big. <laughs> it's huge. And people don't know where to start. That's the question I think that I'm asked the most over the last 15 years is, okay, I've made the decision to sell. Where do I start? What do I do? Who do I believe? Hmm. Okay, because as you know, today with, with the advent of podcasts and the internet, everybody's an expert today. Right. And I, again, wrote the book to demystify the process of both selling and moving. It's not rocket science. What gets in the way most of the time is the seller themselves mm -hmm. because they will come up with a budget in their mind. If, you know, during the assessment, during the consultation and you're doing the internal and external assessment and they say, well, you know what? I, I think about $20,000 is right to be able to make the updates. And I'll say to them, where did that figure come from? Well, it's what I think is fair. You see, so it's all about emotion. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, and I'll say, before our meeting today, have you collected the estimates of all the work that's going to need to be done? Well, no, no, no. It's just what, you know, it's what my wife and I think is fair. So again, this emotional component can really, really hang you up at every part in the process. How about moving? Everybody wants to save money. It's all about money, right? How many horror stories have you heard with people who tried to save money and ended up not receiving their goods or their goods were right. hijacked or doesn't happen all the time, but it happens enough where I was prompted by my clients also, but to say to people, and this is not a warm and fuzzy book, but to say to people, stop, you don't know what you don't know, right? Here's what you need to know in this transition space. What about any other, I know you mentioned a couple, but any other like red flags or, or things that are just going to turn a, a potential tenant or a potential buyer for the exit? I think that those are easy. Rodents, rat boxes, especially in commercial buildings, you see rat boxes everywhere. But actual evidence of, of rodents, the odor, feces, urine, shredded insulation in older homes, also odor of grease and cooking spices and big delayed maintenance issues like a busted boiler, HVAC, big dollar items, roof issues. Even in residential real estate, I suggest cleaning a roof, whether it's power washing a newer roof, okay, that's stained because it's under big, huge trees, or hand washing an older slate roof. Because again, visually, I'm not saying I'm not a roofer and I stay in my lane, but as long as it doesn't leak, my job is to, again, create those fast, easy, and inexpensive updates. And what you see from the curb or the exterior, it's the same with a building. That matters. What can I do? Am I power washing the brick and the siding? So let's see what else. Oh, old wall-to-wall -wall stinky carpet you know, the plush carpet that runs the second floor of many homes, if it's covering hardwood floors, rip it up. Install the shoe molding. You know, people would rather see the value in your floors. They don't want your old carpet. The same is true in commercial. Replace the carpet. It is a fraction of what the next price reduction will be. We talked about standing water. Standing water is terrifying for people. Plumbing that doesn't work. There are a lot of them. Yeah. 
There are a lot of really apparent things that people pick up on that make them run to the nearest exit. All right, Caroline, well, just a few final questions before we run out of time. Is there a way that you have recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? Well, I am right now in transition. I just moved to Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, which was on my bucket list and part of my five-year plan. As my littlest one went off to college, I sort of followed him down 95 from Maryland and kept going. I am trying to, I'm in the process of transitioning the business to have more of an online presence where I can serve the clients that need me, anyone transitioning a property and moving to the next where I can serve larger numbers of people, where I can educate on a larger scale for the people that are interested and or need it. And doing that is very challenging because I'm used to dealing with people on a day-to-day basis and, and meeting them and shaking their hands. And this whole online platform seems a little sterile to me. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm still connecting and helping people, but it, it just feels differently than my business in Maryland. But I'm really excited about it because it means reaching larger numbers of people who will benefit from the last 15 years of experience. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? That's a great question. Probably necessity. I'm a single mom with three kids and had to figure it out very early on. I hadn't worked outside the home for 12 years and thought, what is the one thing I'm good at that I could monetize? And I thought, I create order out of chaos. That's what I do. That's a good skill to have. It's a good skill to have. And I backed into real estate as the medium or the vertical in which I'm able to exercise this passion too. I've been very lucky in that. But of course, my three children are the driving force. Before I even found my voice in this vertical, it was all about my kids. And tell us how you like to give back. I am a big believer in supporting the Best Buddies community. And I also love to teach. I teach anywhere, everywhere. If given the opportunity, I'm a truth teller. And I love to be able to empower others who are not comfortable in this space, who are looking for a cheat sheet, who say, just give me the basics. I'm not as much of a hand holder as I am. Here's the plan. You're definitely not going to be able to convert everyone. But for those that are interested, and there are a lot who want a clear strategic plan, where do I spend my time and money? I don't want to lose my cool here. You know, we both work outside the home, or this is a side hustle for us. Just tell me what to do. So I've been very fortunate in that. Well, Caroline, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate your time this morning early. Honored to have you on the show and uh, just grateful for just taking us through those top updates that we need to consider, paint, carpet, tile, lighting, those things that can be somewhat in, less inex- or more inexpensive, right? You know, and maybe Absolutely. not just kill but our budget. But they make a huge visual right. impact. Right. And then just thinking through that emotional component and how important that is and those top red flags that just send tenants or buyers running for the door. So just grateful for that. Tell the listeners, though, how they can get in touch with you and again, where they can find your book. Sure. It's very easy to get in touch with me and I'd love to hear from you. The website is carolinecarter.com, C-A-R-T-E-R. You can email me directly at caroline at carolinecarter.com. The book, Smart Moves, How to Save Time and Money While Transitioning Your Home and Life is available on Amazon, both in ebook and paperback form. And I'm on all social media. 
So I would absolutely love to hear from any of your listeners if I can be of service to them. Awesome, Caroline. That's a wrap. Thank you very much. Thank you, Whitney. I really appreciate it. This has been great. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.